This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast, Waterfall Wednesday edition. We're back, Dale. Yay! More solo pods. I know, but you kind of left people hanging. Uh, the, the, the masses no. are going to outrage. Where's the part two? Part two's coming. Uh, well, for Q and A, yeah, I got a whole another page of questions, and then I'm, I really want to do a uh, another solo episode that I'm actually like researching and gathering tabs for, and I just want to go through goose species and subspecies. Oh my! Like around the world, North America. What are we talking here? Just white cheek geese, cackling geese, and Canada geese. Okay. I saw something on Instagram where a guy was like shooting BC minimas, cackling cacklers in uh, out west. Cackling on the cacklers, Oregon or Washington. Cackling cacklers, that subspecies That's of cackling thing? goose. <laughs> and yeah, he goes. These are real cacklers, not like those those cackling those uh, lessers you guys shoot in the central flyway. And I go. God damn it! That just, uh. I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it does. <laughs> I love humans. Do I love how we can take n- nearly any subject and create a hierarchy within it somehow? Like, oh, those might be cackler geese, but they're not cackling cackler geese. It's like, what? <laughs> like, so my plan is to go through the white cheek goose species and subspecies, explain them, and then also go through the way it used to be and why there is confusion about that subject. But anyways, that's not what I want to talk about today. 
I want to talk about the reason I'm in Manitoba right now. And I thought it would be, uh, I don't know, just be a good episode to kind of talk about this unique spring Canada goose hunting opportunity that exists in Manitoba that um, would be a good trip for anybody to look into, um, especially if they're interested in band hunting. Oh, are there a fair amount of bands up there? I would think so. So let me explain what is happening in Manitoba and why there is a spring conservation order Canada goose season. Um, in Manitoba, they have successfully lobbied for and gotten uh, and gotten approved Canada geese being listed as an overabundant species, the same designation that snow geese have in Manitoba. Then they've got this for giant Canada geese in southern Manitoba. There was a big band study, partly from rivets, that rivet study, but mostly using information from the red geo trackers. You might have seen some of those, like uh, somebody shooting like a giant with a red geo tracker, and the yellow and the yellow geo trackers, which are um, Arctic and subarctic Canada geese and cackling geese that migrate through the Winnipeg area or the southern Manitoba area, and uh, so they were they were trying to figure out if there was a timing difference between the red geo trackers, which are temperate nesting giants in the southern Manitoba region. And the Arctic and subarctic nesting Canada's and cackling geese, and to see if they, there was a way to target just the giants in the spring. And the data did come in, and they uh, they pretty much found that giant Canada geese are arri- and giant temperate nesting Canada geese are arriving in southern Manitoba around April first, and then the uh, the smaller birds are they're starting to arrive in southern Manitoba around May first. So out of an abundance of caution for not trying to shoot any of the subarctic or arctic nesting geese, about four years ago they started a kind of a pilot program where it was a season from March 1 to March 31, and it was for residents only. And this, this kind of got on my radar. I was like, look at that. They're trying to kill giant temperate nesting Canada geese in southern Manitoba in the spring, which is... If you are a guy who maybe wants a rivet band or maybe wants to try to track down one of these red geos, should be very appealing because if you've ever been here in the fall to try to hunt those birds, which I've done four or five times now, you'll know that in the southern Manitoba air, uh, hunting area, you cannot hunt as a foreign resident, as an American, until September 23rd of each year, which makes it significantly more difficult to target the giants because they're so diluted by the Arctic and subarctic migrating Canada and cackling geese that are in the area. It gets harder and harder from September one migrators are showing up and they're diluting out this band population. Right? So now we got this situation where there shouldn't be any of those migrant birds and there should only be the giant temperate nesting birds, which are the ones that are heavily, heavily banded in double banded rivets. So do they, do they like, are they year round residents there or they they, are not, they're just making little small migrations or maybe they're making bigger migrations. I don't know. So what's the, um, they go down to like, um, the Kansas city area. They, they go, you know, they go to Fergus falls and they pretty much go on a straight line South of that. Um, excuse me. 
So anyways, um, season one was locals only. Season two was COVID. Um, COVID hit. Nobody was allowed in the country. Last year was season three, and it was pretty cold, and I was going to make the trip, but it ended March 31st. And um, there was some geese around, but not many, and I just decided, screw it, I'm not going to try. And then I got some crazy news last year from uh, my contact, Bob, with Okamic Outfitters out here. He goes, yeah, did you hear they're extending the season next year to April 10th? And I go, oh, what? <laughs> really? So, really? So I got um, all my plans put together. I put together a small crew of guys. And I said, April 5th through the 10th, we're going to hunt those last five days. And uh, it's going to be amazing. We're going to target bands. This is a great hunting opportunity. Um, there should absolutely 100% be a bunch of geese in that area by April 5th. And then we had the most historically cold and snowy fucking winter. (laughs) (laughs) And then this year happened, which is And then this year happened. And and right now, and I was right now we're recording. It's April 4th, right? Yeah. It's April 4th. Yeah. I'm not even supposed to be here right now, but I came up early because there is an enormous blizzard going through the uh, Dakotas right now as we speak, which I, we all were assuming was going to have, significant long-duration road closures on the way up to Winnipeg. So I beat, I, I, I left before everybody else could, could leave, and I got here. I've been scouting since about 10 o'clock this morning, and I can't find shit. Is it right around Winnipeg? <laughs> like, is that kind of where you're, like, actual, like the, you know, not Lake Winnipeg per se, but this town, the city of Winnipeg, is that, like, where you're at yes yes the town of winnipeg the city of winnipeg has got huge amounts of banding programs where they do the double band and there's also a couple other outlier areas that we're gonna inspect where a lot of manitoba bands come from as well i have to better planning for this next year uh i'm only five hours from there where i'm at right now yeah and i mean I was so excited. Like, it's actually going to happen this year. You know, first time, the first year that they let non-residents do it, there was COVID. The second year, it just didn't really pan out. And the third year, and I already had a major hunting trip of mine canceled due to blizzard. And this is like my, since I became a guide, my hunting trips, you know, obviously have suffered. And I've taken zero this year. So this is my hunting trip. Come hell or high water, I wanted to do it. (laughs) Is there much for local interest even yeah do you know that oh okay if you cruise around like if you cruise around like the manitoba facebook pages uh manitoba waterfall hunter pages there are guys on there that are like has anybody seen anything i have not seen a single photo in all of my cruising around the interwebs of a dead goose in manitoba this spring the season opened march 1 and it'll go through april 10th but um i think we could just chat about that it's it would be like if, if for anybody listening like and you wanted to take a goose hunting trip that wasn't spring snow geese and you could actually target probably you, you're gonna have a high chance of at least seeing a band if you can get on birds and if you can if it's not as cold as snowy as it is this year <laughs> well i mean i have Again, I'm five hours from where you're at, and just yesterday I saw my first honkers here. 
There's a oh, really? small flock hanging out on the river. Yeah, which is like the only open water around, and one pair of golden eyes and three pairs of swans. Um, so there is a refuge just north of Winnipeg called the Oak Hammock Marsh. And they, every year, it's where uh, Ducks Unlimited Canada is headquartered out of. And every year they um, record the arrival of the first goose of the spring. Mm. And it usually falls between like March 14th and March 18th. This year, I don't think the first goose arrived till the 26th or the 27th. Wow. And that was the latest arrival of their first goose since 1998. It is kind of crazy. Like, I don't want to get too much off a tangent. We'll get back to the subject, but I just want to point out, like, right now, like, the area that I used to guide, like Lake Preston, South Dakota, is just now getting good. And what, Easter is this coming weekend, I think? No, two weekends. Or is it this weekend? No, no, no. It is this weekend. It is this weekend. Easter weekend is like when we start wrapping up. Oh, and, yeah. And, this if is like there, usually... and if there are enough birds, you know, one or two of us might stay behind, schedule depending, and hunt for a few more days. But it's pretty it's much abs- all she wrote. This is absolutely insane, the yeah. spring we're having. Um the only spring I've had like this in my my lifetime was March, or not March. It was um, 2013. In 2013, March 29th, I hunted in Nebraska, March 29th and March 30th. And then in on April 16th, I had my biggest ever snow goose shoot outside of Doland, South Dakota. And I think we recovered 281. That's my best ever day wow. in the decoys for snow geese. Pretty good day. So that was on April 16th. And then on May 5th of 2013, Joe and I, uh, uh, me and Mr. Heinz, we were up in North Dakota, just the two of us. And we had like at least half a dozen feeds in this area that we were hunting. I think we were kind of nearby like Arrowwood, Arrowwood National Wildlife Refuge, if that sounds correct. I think it is correct. But that was like May 5th. And that the reason we didn't, we didn't hunt past May 5th on, in 2013 was that during that year? That was the last day of the early or the, of the spring season <laughs> in North Dakota. Sure. And the next year, I believe they now extend it to like May thirtieth, but like that was twenty fourteen because they realized they had still had all these snow geese in North Dakota that spring. But I, I think we might be shaping up to have an even later spring than twenty thirteen for snow goose hunters, which would make it the latest spring in my lifetime of hunting snow geese. It's pretty bonkers. Like I said, another big storm coming in, but it looks like it's finally breaking. Like spring might actually happen next week. But anyways. It, yes, it does kind of look like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, the season here in Manitoba for Canada geese closes April 10th. Oh, shit. You can hunt <laughs> April 10th, so that's Monday. So I'm sitting here. Um, oh, also, uh, I just wanted to touch on the licensing um, because the a big question is going to come up. Well, do you have to draw for the spring conservation license in Manitoba? And the answer is no. So with all these new lottery draw license that are coming down the pipe in uh, Manitoba, this will not affect the spring season. And you only are required to have two licenses to hunt in Manitoba in the spring. You need to have that Canadian uh, migratory game bird hunting permit, which is like their federal stamp. It's for sale on the federal website. Um, and then you are required to have the spring conservation order license that Manitoba sells. 
for a whopping cost of zero dollars and zero cents. What? That's so, outrageous. I'm not paying that. So I think, like, <laughs> Adam, what, what was it, like $17 Canadian oh, for the federal license, I think is what it is. So, like, it's basically a free hunting license. Damn near as close to free as you can possibly get. Like, probably the cheapest hunting license I've ever bought in my life. Yeah, no except doubt. Except for, like, no, it has to be the cheapest license I've ever bought. Because, like, um, well, the Minnesota, I think Missouri you, sells those one-day licenses. Yeah, if you've ever hunted but I think those Minnesota are like 20 snows, bucks. Minnesota snows is $3, I think, for the spring. I think that's all you but need. do you still need your federal? You, you still need your federal stamp for that for the United States. I don't know if you do. Do you need a federal you know stamp for the spring I would have season? To check. I don't think you do. <laughs> I I would have to check because it's something I've never checked in my life because I've always just had a federal stamp. Right? Yeah. You know, same. Come, same. Yeah. Come spring season, so it's like, well, do I? What do I care? I don't need to look it up. It's in my backpack, anyways. Right. And do you even need a small game license? You might. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it's like one that. of those things where I've always had all the licensing required, yeah, right. minus the spring license. Right, right. Huh. Uh, and then, of course, um, to get to the border and bring a gun, you got to pay 25 bucks Canadian there. So it's hmm. basically like, what, uh, $42 Canadian, basically, and you're in the province and you're hunting. That's pretty nice. So I was going to touch on that real quick just in case nobody knows and, like, oh, I want to do this, but they're going to have questions. So, like, what is that process of bringing your gun into Canada like is it just as simple like i'm bringing a gun here it is here's 25 bucks and they send you on your way you need to fill out the firearm declaration form to get into canada with a firearm okay um and you need to fill out two copies of it and that basically just you know name age name sex date address and don't sign it you need to bring two copies with you and uh you, you sign it while you're in the office with them so for me, I, I just went through the border earlier this morning, and it was, uh, you got it. How many firearms do you have? One. All right, come on inside, pay your 25 bucks. All right, here's the forms. Meet me at the cash register. Cha-ching. On your way. The guy at the border goes, I haven't seen any geese. And I go, I know. I know. <laughs> I know what I'm doing is stupid. That's awesome. I mean, I actually think it's like I love running into situations like that where, I mean, I've even hit, again, not to get too far off topic, but I've had stuff like that happen asking for permission in North Dakota to hunt geese. They're just like, wait, you're asking for what now? Permission to, especially when like uh, spring snows, like when it was fir- when it was pretty new, you know, and a lot of farmers hadn't been bothered yet in the spring and suddenly people are knocking on their doors and they're just like, for the what now? <laughs> yeah, like, you can like you can hunt. They're like for what now? And they're like you. What do you do with those greasy things? And like, well, you you eat them. They're like, oh, gross. Yeah, go ahead, choose as many as you want. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> I had one farmer I remember real early on in my career of doing it, where he's like, he's like, hell yeah, shoot the cranes, shoot the honkers, and shoot the specks too. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna not do that, but appreciate permission. <laughs> so, I've had several farmers tell me that too, and I always follow the farmer's instructions. Just kidding. <laughs> you want to keep the property owners happy. <laughs> Listen, um, officer, it wasn't no, my it's, fault. <laughs> it's doing what I was told. It's but, yeah. pretty cool, and uh, there's just very, very few people that even know that this season exists, so it's kind of fun to be up here. I've never shot a goose in April. Like I, my, my goal is obviously to try to target a double band. 
but um, I, I I will shoot the first goose if I find a spot to hunt and I get some decoys out and I'm lucky enough to get a goose to decoy. I'm gonna shoot his ass just to say you I did. shot a goose yeah. in April. So obviously you <laughs> haven't you haven't done this yet, but I assume you've talked to people that maybe have. Um, how do you go about it? Like I'm guessing the spring is like tactic wise is going to be different than the fall. Are we dealing with like large numbers here, small spreads? You know, we've always joked that if you had a, a spring season in Minnesota, let's say like Rochester to control geese, it's like you just, I'd put one goose decoy out in front of a muskrat hut and wait for the fight, you know? <laughs> I mean, cause that's right. It's, it's not like it is in the fall. It's totally different. Is that something you're going to kind of, do they act the same way up there? Is it different? It, it's something, it's something that like me and my hunting group have like discussed, like the same questions, the same line of thinking that you have, like what are, are, do the tactics need to change? I almost thought like, what if you just got a goose silhouette and then you belly crawled out onto the ice, like where a couple others are posted up and then they try to fight you and you just, you know, like uh, reap them like turkeys. Yeah, you reap them like turkeys. Exactly. I bet that would work. <laughs> Honestly, I, I bet it would work. I did see one goose fight already. I found a, like 43 geese on the river earlier, and there's three of them going at it. Are you mostly, are you going to field hunt, like, primarily, or did you even think about doing any sort of, like, water? Like, is there open water? You said there's rivers, so there must be it, some open there water. Is, there is a little open water that I found on the Red River, but um, no, there's huh. no open water. Okay. I mean, I've never been up there. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't even know what the topography looks like. I've no, is it like agriculture? Is it woods? I have no idea. It's, it's super flat, super flat. Lots of agriculture. Okay. And um, it's like, like an, in the fall, it's, it's, it's an extension it's, of North Dakota, basically. Um, I, it's absolutely one hundred percent better hunting than North Dakota. <laughs> like it is in the fall. In the yeah, fall, I just like, meant, we're talking fall in Manitoba. And, and something we should also talk about when it comes to Manitoba that maybe some people are not aware of. Maybe you have heard that there is a Manitoba lottery license that's going to be enacted this year. That is true. But in the 2023 lottery draw, 100% of all applicants will be rewarded or awarded the license. There is no unsuccessful draws. So if you want to hunt Manitoba, and believe me, you do. You do. <laughs> you uh, <laughs> you do want to hunt Manitoba, trust me. And uh, if you put in for the lottery license, which I think they said will be between June and July, there's a one-month window in which you can apply. You will be awarded a seven-day uh, Manitoba license for this fall. And then if you've never been up here, I would highly recommend um, – if you're looking to go for an outfitter, which I would highly recommend, or even just to talk to an outfitter who can help you out and who is a super, super nice guy, is hit up Bob um, Bob with Oak Hammock Outfitters. If you look Google Oak Hammock Outfitters, you will be able to find Bob and give him a call. I would highly recommend booking a hunt with Bob or at least seeing if uh, he has fields he could lease you. Sometimes he has some, sometimes he doesn't. He's always going to be working in your best interest and he wants you to come to manitoba he wants you to have fun and he wants you to book hunts with him too and he, you know he's just a great a great resource in the area is bob with okamic outfitters that's awesome and, um, i might have to actually do that i might have to plan for that because i'm i'm i am as close to it as i've ever been so 
it's not that far. Like, it really isn't. It's actually probably closer. Well, it is closer for me to get there than it is for me to hunt, like, western North Dakota. It's it's definitely closer than where to go down. Like, it's eight hours for me now to go where I used to, like, like Preston, South Dakota. So, Winnipeg And another thing to keep in mind about, uh, another thing about hunting in Canada, if you're dead set on freelancing up here, um, there it, Onyx... Onyx Maps does not have Canadian landowners. There's an app called iHunter. iHunter is going to have your landowners. However, if you're covering a large territory, like which you probably would be doing if you are a freelancer, um, it does get expensive because what they do is they sell you the RM, which stands for Rural Municipality, basically like the county plat books that, remember, we all had to use. We used to have to buy those. 10 years ago, 15, hell, I just threw away a bunch of them just the other day. Um, but we all had to buy those, um, uh, plat books. They sell them, but they're the price of a plat book. So oh, like dang. you're getting one rural municipality for like 25 or 30 Canadian dollars. Hmm. So all of a sudden, if you got guys spread out all over the countryside and you are covering a lot of ground, everybody, you can start to rack up, uh, some, some pretty hefty fees when it comes to just buying RMs on iHunter. That's kind of nuts. Right. Surprised that no other app company hasn't done the Onyx thing up there, but maybe the demand isn't there. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe there is a different app than iHunter, but uh, I'm not aware of it. That's what we all use in Saskatchewan. Um, Well, I would, I would think your buddy there at Oak Hammock would know. Right. <laughs> hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. what what did you bring? So anyways, what did you bring for decoys? Like what is your I, I brought 34 DSDs. I feel like that's going to be enough. I mean, I have nothing Considering based, the biggest I, I, block I've seen is 43. Yeah, I mean, I just feel, <laughs> I, I just don't think it's going to be this like And again, we're dealing with those uh those giants and so it's not you know, intermix like they get in the fall where you're dealing with like flocks of hundreds of lessers, you know, you just, you right. Don't, you don't see big flocks of giants, you know, even locally, you know, even around Rochester, you know, like what, maybe a flock of 30 in September, you got two family groups that merge together maybe, or something like that. Like you just don't really see these large, large groups of giants. Well, I, yeah, I definitely thought having 34 decoys was going to be, was going to be plenty, especially with how few birds are around. What have you brought up for hide? What are you, what are you I've only brought a layout, just a layout and a snow cover. <laughs> you didn't bring the box? <laughs> no box. That would not fit. No, I'm, I'm trailerless. Did you, oh, you didn't bring I'm your trailerless. You didn't bring your rickshaw? Oh, I did bring the rickshaw. Yep. Oh, you I did. Got the, you brought the uh, one with rickshaw. Nice. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can get, um, I can get like around 44 if I really stuff the shit out of it and a blind and my honker hauler cart with the electric bike wheel on it. I can get all that in my truck with the topper. And how many other guys, how many people in the hunting party? Um, originally three, but I have invited a fourth and he's on his way. Uh, Carter Collins from the smack em outdoors guys. He's going to join me. We hunted together. He worked for Larry down in Oklahoma. And I awesome. really tried to talk him out of coming. Uh, I was like, <laughs> dude, this is such a bad idea. Like, this is, like, on a normal year, this might be a good idea. I don't um, know, dude. You might hit it just right. You know, 
I mean, looking at the no, forecast. No, Dale, it's gonna it's gonna blizzard tomorrow. So like, it's gonna blizzard like ten inches of snow. So like, I'm scouting all day today. Yeah. For potentially, even if I find a spot, like, am I even gonna be able to drive to it in the morning? Like, that's big if right now too. I'm thinking, and I'm here till fucking Monday, man. Like, dude, I have regret. And fear just in the deep bowels of my guts. Now, I haven't looked at the weather forecast for Winnipeg, but for the forecast for here in extreme northern Minnesota, yes, this storm is coming in, might dump up to a foot where I'm at, but the temperatures turn, like, right away, and they start warming up, like, drastically. So that's only going to happen with the really warm south wind, and that sun is really direct, so... And the storm is coming with a lot of wind, which should keep your fields relatively bare. So if you have some right. bare spots, the sun hits it. I'm going to say by Saturday, you might start seeing some fresh birds show up. That's what God, I'm, that's I like what I'm your saying. optimism, Dale. <laughs> I mean, I have no skin in the game. I don't <laughs> care if I'm wrong at all. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not up there. <laughs> but uh, I Dude, do. I mean, but, but these I, birds I have to, to be chomping at the bit to get north right they have to be god they have to be dude like i i I even have i've been in contact with bob he's in arizona right now he told me he says don't go nick he says stay away what are you thinking there's no geese up there's very very few geese there nick i'm like i know bob it's my only hunting (laughs) trip of the year dude and then that blizzard is coming in so oh man dude there's a chance that I will be shit faced in a casino until Monday. <laughs> so and what you're have saying to come is back. still a success. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. But but either way, I hope that uh, I hope the podcast maybe lit a twinkle in somebody's eye, and they think maybe they can watch the weather and and maybe plan a trip like this with them and their buddies and. You know, when everybody's heading out to maybe North Dakota to go snow goose hunting, maybe some other people are heading up to Manitoba to try to shoot a honker. And I think it's a cool thing to do, no matter what. It, it, like, for sure. Yeah. And here's here's the reason why I hope you're successful, at least one day, two days, all the days, whatever, is for, like, in the hunting realm, social media right now, it's all snow geese. Like, that's all that you can really hunt right now. And they all of a sudden get blasted with fresh honker picks especially if they're banded do those things are gonna like that's gonna be so cool like it would be it's very, gonna be a conversation cool. <laughs> of all conversation starters for sure and just like yeah even if just if i get to shoot one goose just post that in hardcore waterfowler on facebook like my first april honker and then just watch the comments roll oh yeah don't say where you are for sure just be like <laughs> got caught this guy you know, caught this guy this- sleeping <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> some of, some of these like cool. This is a cool trip that I've I've kept pretty close to the chest, like about not talking about it and that sort of thing. But I figured today would be a good episode, and uh, to to actually just kind of go well, in depth of it. You did kind of ruin it because now the world knows. Well, I mean, now Minnesota, now the, thousands and thought th- hunt, now dozens of people know about it. Dozens oh, and dozens by, of our by, faithful listeners by listening to this program. <laughs> <laughs> you've ruined it so when is what are the dates for the the lottery for the fall because i might actually try to talk some it's, people it's, into doing this don't quote me but i believe it's june 15 to july 15 it's somewhere in that neighborhood okay. if you use your google machine you should be able to find a more 
accurate. That might be accurate, but I'm, I'm saying you, you definitely need to Google that and, and be prepared to put in for it if you want to hunt in Manitoba, which again, to anybody listening, you do want to hunt in Man- Manitoba. So what is like the, if you, th- do you think this they, is, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you think North Dakota is good, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, what that's what I've heard. And it's so, it's so close. It's like just another little couple hours down the road. It's got two things really going for it. You can shoot eight ducks a day. Yes. And I can shoot all eight hens if I want. <laughs> I've had really good duck hunts here. Um, <laughs> up here, uh, in around the Winnipeg area, they do get a, like a little migration of snow geese. Um, and I've been very successful hunting snow geese in the fall. Now, those come in as mostly bonus birds. Sure. But, like, I've never seen snow geese just be more dumb than hunting around in Manitoba. Like, if you see snow geese, like, you're like, oh, here we go. Um, and what time, at, what at time my of the fall experience. are you heading up there? Now, for like I had mentioned earlier, foreign residents, which is Americans, anybody who's not a Canadian resident, foreign residents cannot begin hunting in Manitoba, in southern Manitoba, until September 23rd of every fall. And I would recommend uh, get there as soon as you can from, on September 23rd or after, because it's getting cold and the birds are pushing. Peak migration is really... Is somewhere between the neighborhood of like October, I want to say like October 2 to October 10 is where peak migration really falls in. But if you want it just to be a little warmer, you're still going to see an absolute fucking pile of birds. And there's already snows there? Line. Late September, early October? There's already a handful of snows there late September, early October? Yep, yep, quite a few. In, the, in certain wow. areas, in certain areas. And, um... And I, I do think it's just a funnel for both Mississippi Flyway and Central Flyway Canada geese. Sure. So birds coming off of the Hudson Bay that are going to end up in the Central Flyway over in the Dakotas and down through Nebraska, Kansas, they're pinch-pointing in the Winnipeg area, as well as uh, Mississippi Flyway birds, like birds coming out of the Prairie Pothole region that are planning on heading down so people talk about like hourglass pinches. People think like uh, the Dakotas is a good hourglass pinch point for snow geese. And it is for um, Central Flyway and Mississippi Flyway birds. But the tighter hourglass is in Saskatchewan and Alberta, where Pacific Flyway birds meet up with those Central and Mississippi Flyway birds. Um, and the same thing is happening for dark geese in the um, Man- uh, Winnipeg area. You're getting a pinch point hourglass of both Central Flyway dark geese and Mississippi Flyway dark geese. And are all is everything open like that when it's open for non-residents? I mean, talking like all your dark geese species, lake geese, all ducks, like it's just wide open? Yep, yep. And the limit, the limit is five geese um, for foreign residents. I believe residents get to shoot eight. For dark geese? For dark geese, yep. Okay. Is there a light goose daily limit i assume of some sort i want to say it's 50 okay i assumed it was something i might be wrong it might it might be 20 it's either 20 or 50 well we can do a later episode this summer about uh, that if people start planning right around i think we should figure out what the deadline is and maybe the week before the deadline we should do another episode talking about canada so people know like hey if you want to do this this is your last chance 
and then we can really do and a you deep do, dive into how to do it. And you do want to do it. And this is the last year where you're going to be able to just put in for it, and you will be able to do it. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are going to get drawn in 2023. So do you think they did this just to establish, like, okay, now we have the the, the, the system in place, the structure in place, then if, if we do need to start restricting people, we can? Like, what do you think the motivation was for the lottery system? I couldn't. I, I honestly couldn't even speculate. They make a whole bunch of justifications in their release that they came out. I guess I'm going to have to take their word for it. But <laughs> No, you don't. Um, you know. This is your first time on the internet, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I couldn't really tell you, man, to be honest. But, huh. yep. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. Well, hope, I hope you find some success. I'll be following along your social media, uh, waiting for that first dead april goose uh God. canada goose the, and you, you know oh, what you're okay. actually going to be shooting canadian geese no i won't like no legit. we're going to cover that <laughs> we're going to cover that in a future solo episode about canada geese versus cackling geese and why there is no lessers in the central flyway but why people think there are I was just referring to how people call them Canadian geese and they're Canada geese, but actually you are in Canada, so they will be Canadian. That's where I was. You going know, there's just that. an there's an there's an epidemic of people not calling white cheek geese cor- the correct scientific name, and we're go- we're going to correct that to our dozens of listeners. <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna start be breaking it down to Canadensis and Albafrons and all that stuff? You're goddamn right, we are. Hell yeah, I'm in. I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, shall we thank our sponsor? Absolutely. It's Boss Ammunition, the Nick J Signature Series Goose Call by Pacific Calls, and uh, the Goose Tech app. I, I wanted to get those Pacific Calls guys on a podcast, too. Hell yeah. They come out with some fucking cool turkey stuff. I'm not even, I don't even, I don't even care about turkeys, but they are coming out with some sick, cool turkey stuff calls and pot calls and diaphragm calls like so where i'm like hell yeah like looks like they're doing a bang up job i mean that's coming right around the corner too um if you're if you're a turkey hunter and you're looking for some new cool calls and you never thought or even heard that pacific calls make some turkey calls check out the pacific calls turkey line that's been coming that they've been releasing this spring it's awesome do they have an owl call because a lot of turkey guys have an owl call not that I'm aware of. They got this uh, pot call called the kill count, and like where you can put like little check marks of your turkeys on the pot call, like after you oh, kill them. I thought sweet. that was kind of a cool. That's pretty dope. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, I thought. Plus, it sounds really good. In my uh, completely ignorant <laughs> turkey opinion, I mean, I don't know. I just watched their Instagram reels that they make of it. And I'm like, sure. damn, guys, that's actually fucking cool. Yeah, absolutely. We should get them on the podcast. That'd be great. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I almost am going to figure out technology and how to get an outside caller, and then I won't have to do so many solo episodes. That would be amazing. I mostly just make solo episodes because <laughs> I can't figure out how to punch in caller. <laughs> I still need to just grab a couple more of these headsets and just send you with my portable unit. I never use it anymore, so it's not going to do you any good with phone calls, but you could do in-person ones and have them sound better right. at least. So. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll check in next week. Maybe we'll do the follow up of the Q and A, or maybe we'll do the uh, goose species. I'm hoping, White you have a, goose I'm hoping species. you have some stories from Canada. Would be great. 
Yeah, maybe we could do that. And if I don't shoot at anything in Canada, we're definitely not going to talk we're about it. We just won't talk about it. <laughs> For another year. <laughs> All right. All right, man. We'll have a good one. Absolutely. Bye, dude. Bye.